Hi, and welcome to episode 113 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. Our goal of this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner, which I feel like is constant. It's just a constant (laughs) question. (laughs) Indeed, Kate. Indeed. Oh, (laughs) man. Here's how this works. Like every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, internet chefs, and everywhere else I can find them on the internet. Love all these recipes, tips, the smorgasbord, and our shopping list on our website, dinnersisters.com. You can also get them sent directly to your inbox if you want to subscribe to our newsletter, if you're the type of person who likes to read things before you go ahead and jump into a podcast. Okay, Kate, this week's recipes were tuna melts from Joanna Schultz, crunchy casserole also from Joanna Schultz, and porcupine meatballs <laughs> from the kitchen. Kate, who's this guest chef we have this week? I mean, we'll have to reveal in a little bit, but I think we both know her pretty well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, additional clue, we are throwing it back this episode to our childhood. And I know I could use a little comfort food right about now. Why not go all the way back, all the way back to the 80s and 90s? Okay, it's not that far back, but still. Um, And talk about the dinners that we had as kids. Granted, this isn't all we ate, but it sure is a couple of favorites. So our first recipe is tuna melts by Joanna Schultz. And if you're wondering, if you haven't guessed by now, Joanna is related to us. She's our mom, our beloved mother, and a big reason why we love dinner so much. She cooked for us growing up for four kids and her dad, like nearly every night, hashtag hero on that one. (laughs) And this recipe comes out of the recipe boxes of all the favorite dishes that she made for us. And she she made these boxes when we kind of all left the house. So I've got a little box of recipes and it was fun. I pulled this right out of the, you know, got the index card with tuna melts on it and mom's handwriting. It was really, really sweet. And man, we grew up eating these tuna melts and I love them. I mean, mm-hmm. so good, right, Betsy? Oh, they they do have, have some secret, in, yeah, secret ingredients in there. Kate, go go ahead and tell tell us what sure <laughs> what she sneaks into the tuna melt. <laughs> yes, I mean these are a little unusual, but they're very good. So, in order to make them, you chop up a couple of small dill pickles, so a couple of tablespoons of dill pickles, about a quarter of an onion, just a little bit of onion in there, and three hard boiled eggs. Chop them up. Add them to a medium bowl along with one can of drained tuna and a cup of shredded cheddar cheese. That's your melty part. Mix that up a bit, kind of breaking up the tuna. And then you add in a half cup of mayo. Mix it all together. And that's your tuna melt mix. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to call it. Base. Filling. Filling. You pile a generous, what's that? Filling. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. You pile a generous scoop of that filling on half of a hamburger bun, put the top on, and wrap the whole thing in aluminum foil. You'll end up with enough filling for, I don't know, about six larger size hamburger buns or eight of the smaller ones. Uh, You put them all on a baking sheet and bake in the oven at 350 for 15 to 20 minutes until the cheese is melty and everything's kind of melted together in this, like, comforting hug of a sandwich. Let's see. I love these so much. Does your family like them, too? I'm just dying to know. Yes. So. 
we're starting on a good foot here because everyone in my family loves a tuna fish sandwich. So I thought these would be an easy sell. Mm. And they were also, they, they come in these, or they come out for dinner in these individually wrapped foil packets. Mm -hmm. So it is a really fun thing to eat. I mean, you would like, everyone gets their little packet of tuna fish and it's just super fun. So yes, I will say there was some like, what are all these mystery ingredients in here? <laughs> but, <laughs> but everyone generally really liked them. And so it was good. I mean, it's like cheesy and warm and filling and melty and delicious. And it comes wrapped in a foil packet and a hamburger bun. So yeah. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, what's not to love, but I do think the mystery ingredients, some people do not like the idea of hot mayonnaise, which if yeah. that's the case, I have, a pretty terrible thing to tell you about spinach artichoke dip. You've been eating some hot mayo. Just salt. That's just, <laughs> just saying. Um, and some people don't like tuna, which like fair enough. And this isn't going to be a recipe. But if a melty cheesy tuna melt sounds good to you, do not skip this. I found the filling kept in the fridge for a while. So Betsy, I've been making myself tuna melts for lunch. Oh, wow. And that's delightful. I bet that is. Yum. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? You're like, hmm, working from home, I like, you know, kind of pile the filling in a bun, wrap it up, put it in the oven, and then go and do a little more emails and work. And then by mm -hmm. the time I'm really hungry, I've got a tuna melt. It's delightful. That's good. Ours, <laughs> did, ours did not last that long. We had just tuna melts one night and they were gone. That was, yeah. 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 I mean, it's a very, we, we're living a little different lives here, but um, I, I would do that. If you do have extra, like definitely make them as you want them rather than like, bake them all off and then reheat, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. And I didn't have any aluminum foil, which was actually pretty terrible for this episode because we use it twice. Yeah. Um, so I used parchment paper and that was fine. Oh, it worked okay. really well, actually. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I don't even, I can't even bother rating this, but I will because it's five out of five. It's amazing. And um, that's all I have to say about that. How about you? I mean, same. This is, I think all of us, there's four of us in our family. And I would say the tuna, the tinfoil tuna melt packages are like, ha has to be one of everyone's favorites. I mean, that's really just glory yeah. days right there with the tuna melts. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. This came up on the, um, the reason I thought of this is the family group chat, text chat mm -hmm. about tuna melts. People making tuna melts. Yeah, we're still, we're still talking about them <laughs> later. Yes. All right. Up next, we have crunchy casserole. Another Joanna Schultz specialty. Kate, tell us about this one. Casserole is one, I think, of the most quintessential Midwestern foods. And we ate a lot of it growing up. A lot of tuna noodle casserole, Betsy, mm -hmm. with the potato chips. Love that. Just delicious. I love them. Still love them. Nothing bad to say about a casserole. But I have to say, I had not heard of anyone else in my entire life mentioning crunchy casserole. So I thought I would share it with everybody <laughs> here. <laughs> and to make it, it's a pretty simple dish. You brown a pound of ground beef in a little oil. You add two diced onions and you saute it until the onions are nice and translucent and they've given up some flavor. Add that mixture to a casserole dish, you know, nine by 13 pan. And then to that, you add a can of condensed cream of chicken soup, a can of condensed cream of mushroom soup a cup and a half of water, two tablespoons of soy sauce, and a half cup of minute rice. That's the parboiled stuff. 
Mix it all up and throw it into an oven at 350 for half hour. When the half hour is done, you take it out and top it with one can of chow mein noodles, which that's a special ingredient. Chow mein noodles are the ones that you sometimes see. Well, they go on top of like chow mein. So they're kind of like thinner, crunchy wheat noodles that have been, I'm sure, deep fried, you know, Mm -hmm. or something. Um, Mm -hmm. Adds a little crunch, basically. Put that back in the oven and you bake it for another hour. It is dead simple, but so delicious. And Betsy, I'd love to hear how how your family liked it. Okay, so this was so easy to make and so easy to eat, Kate, which (laughs) just made me appreciate the quiet genius of a casserole for getting Mm -hmm. eaten the week. Like I was going to go do something. So I thought, let me just make this casserole quick. And I mean, that took me 15 minutes to put it together. If just browning the ground beef and everything all went in the oven hour and a half later, there was no convincing needed on this one. We just scooped bowls out (laughs) and everyone ate and they were like, oh, this is good. This is delicious. And I mean, it's like ground beef, <laughs> white rice, and chow mein noodles over the top. Right. It's, of course, it's delicious. Uh, but but I will say there's something really satisfying about not having to spend a lot of time over dinner and having just crickets when it comes to people's opinions. <laughs> I... <laughs> I didn't mind this. What did you guys think? I mean, same. It was like spooned. There wasn't even a commentary. It was just gone, you know? And I think if I had to describe it, it's just like very savory tasting, Mm -hmm. you know? Like it was just eaten with, like you said, it was eaten without commentary. And then like all of a sudden, oh, is there any more of that? No. Oh. Yes. That's sort of how it went in our house. It was just like, well, this is just (laughs) delicious. Of course I will eat this. And, and then it was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you have not enjoyed the delights of the crunchy casserole, I would describe it as just like savory tasting, right? The soy sauce doesn't like come through as soy sauce, but it like adds a little umami in the background. It's beef and creamy rice, you know, mm-hmm. a little crunch mm-hmm. at the chow mein. Um, if you have a crowd of people that you're not clear on their tastes or you're serving a bunch of kids, like I would make this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, I mean, there's no vegetables in this, so <laughs> it's, it's something not. to serve with like a big salad or, yeah, or classic combo, Betsy, the green beans. Sure is. We eat a lot of green beans as children. Mm-hmm. 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 So, I mean, how could you not, Joanna Schultz or mom, I've never called her Joanna in my life. I can't, I can't even like, it's kind of, kind of weird to say out of my mouth, but mom, like, shout out to mom for this amazing casserole that we ate so much as a kid. And I loved and still love and, mm-hmm. you know, had in my recipe box and treasure. So five out of five plus like 20 bonus stars for just being a childhood amazing comfort favorite. How about you? Yeah, Kate, I'm not sure if we can rate any of mom's recipes less than a five out of five. So <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> um, I think the tuna melts are like a four and a half. Yeah, we never hear the end of it. You're right. So the same. So I'm definitely giving this one a full five out of five, mom. Way to go. Okay. Nice. For prime meatballs from the kitchen are our last recipe. Kate, tell us about this one. I mean, y'all know that I love a good recipe name. And this Mm -hmm. one is no exception. And I remember these from childhood, probably because they were called porcupine meatballs. I don't think we ate them a ton. 
but, but I remember fun. them because of the name, yeah. right? Right. They were like fun, right? So don't like <laughs> James was actually concerned. He's like, um, we're not eating porcupines. <laughs> I was like, oh my oh, gosh. No. We did not take a weird wilderness turn with the, the podcast. <laughs> so it's not about what they're made of, but what they look like when they're cooked. And so the meatballs have rice mixed into the meat mixture. So it like pokes out to make little spines, just like porcupines, mm -hmm. which is adorable. So to assemble these little guys, you take a pound of ground beef and you mix it with one finely diced onion, two cloves of minced garlic, a finely chopped parsley, some salt, pepper, and a half cup of water, and then a half cup of your long grain rice. So a basmati or just a plain long grain is fine. Make them into small meatballs, about an inch and a half, you know, two tablespoons or so, and put them in rows in a nine by 13 pan. And you'll get about 16, 18 meatballs or so. Then you make the sauce, which is really complicated. It's not actually, it's just a can of tomato sauce mixed with salt, pepper, and Worcestershire sauce. That's it. Um, I literally mix this in the can, Betsy. I was just like, let's just, there's no need to yeah. pull. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it in there. <laughs> uh, you pour, yeah, you know, you just pour it all over them. Like who cares? Um, pour that all over the meatballs and you cover the pan with foil and bake it for 35 minutes. Uncover it and bake it for another 15 to 25, 20 minutes or so until the meatballs are kind of browned on top. Sprinkle more parsley on top if you're feeling fancy. And that's it. Betsy, how did everyone like these? So I was struck when I made this one because I haven't made this particular combination of foods altogether, but I was like, hmm, let me get out my ground beef and my rice and my nine by 13 yeah. again. <laughs> I did think of it as a theme. I was like, oh, and then I thought, you know what? I just love these things. So I don't care. It's my, mm -hmm. it's our podcast. We do what we want. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sub, but, sub theme is rice, ground beef, and casserole dishes. And a nine yeah. by 13. Yeah. And a nine by 13. Uh, yep. But they are so good. And I love them. And again, we love a meatball. I will say everything in this episode was kind of like, well, yes, these are things we all enjoyed eating. No yeah. one was surprised. I mean, the rice inside the meatball, fun twist. Hadn't done that before at home with the kids. I mean, we loved yeah. them growing up, but I had not done this. They thought that was super fun. So I I would recommend a porcupine meatball to anyone who's wanting to to mix up the the rice and ground beef game. This is one way to tackle it, and it's also very <laughs> <laughs> it's also very pantry friendly because then you just need your can of tomato sauce or a jar of tomato sauce. Yeah, I bought like a stupid amount of crushed tomatoes when I was getting nervous mm -hmm. about the pandemic, and I used that, and that's fine. Worked great. Um, I, you know, I liked these because it was a little different than like just Italian style meatballs. You know, mm -hmm. the Worcestershire sauce made it a little different. You know, I mean, again, you need to add some vegetables here. Something <laughs> yeah. on the side. <laughs> but I mean, it was very little fuss and they reheated really well. And I have been enjoying the leftovers. I think you could easily freeze them either uncooked or mm -hmm. cooked. Mm -hmm. If you wanted yeah. to, if, if a full pan of meatballs was a lot for you. And then I think they would just take more time. Uh, you know, delicious, savory, saucy meatballs for a weeknight meal. Mm -hmm. I, what no do you one's saying I mean, about is, that. No one's, I mean, it takes a little time in the oven, but we're all home. Yeah. You know, what do you got to do? Honestly. This is where I think the frozen steam in a bag veggies work really well with all three of these recipes. Yeah. Because you don't mm -hmm. want to be kind of yep. making dinner if simple can... and then going crazy on the side right. dish or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, don't make your latest squash puree with us or something crazy. I mean, I didn't even do that. All right. So wrapping it up, Betsy, I, gosh, it's real. I mean, how can you pick mm-hmm. amongst your favorites? But I I'm going to go with tuna melts. Such a throwback. Loved it. But honestly, all of these are a winner. How about you? I'm going to do crunchy casserole because Ooh. I had not made that for my kids before. And I uh, <laughs> will be making it again for sure. Yeah. <laughs> If any of these recipes sound good to you, make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at dinnersisters.com. There you'll find links to all the recipes, any tips or techniques we talked about. And if you'd like to chat more with us, you can always ask to join our Facebook group. We are at Dinner Sisters Podcast. Put that in the search bar and you'll find us there. Betsy, we are having a great time on our Facebook group. And I just want to plug Mm -hmm. it a little bit because... In this time, where we're all looking for a little connection. It has been such a sweet, wonderful, supportive place to be. So thanks to all our listeners who are in our group. I'm just loving it. Yeah, me too. It has been really nice. And it's just been sort of ray of sunshine in our life lately. So thank mm-hmm. you for that. Okay, Kate, on this smorgasbord today, we thought we'd talk about some throwback desserts, kind of keeping with theme here. So mm-hmm. I want to start off talking with this chocolate cherry cake that mom makes and it calls for a, it's a nine by 13 again, and <laughs> you use a, a can of cherry pie filling and a chocolate cake mix. And that's kind of like mixed up and it makes this sort of like black forest tort ish. If mm. that was in a nine by 13 and also super easy. Oh my gosh. You can frost it or not. I usually don't frost this when I make it, but they're rich and delicious in a way that almost feels like magic. Sometimes when you make these little things that call for like a can of pie filling in them. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that is, is one that I wanted to mention. What, what were you going to talk about? So I had a whole conversation with mom about this pineapple, crushed pineapple cake. Mm-hmm. and that we used to eat as kids. Do you remember this? It was very moist, and I think it had like a cream cheese frosting on it. Yeah, like a 9 by 13 again. Mm-hmm. Again, yep. Yeah, like a yeah. little bit of a sheet mm-hmm. cake. And I remember it, and I just loved it. I remember it, and I just loved it. And I was asked Mama for the recipe, and she didn't have it anymore. She said, it, I think it's like 222, which was... So I kind of did a little searching on the web, and I found Taste of Home, I mean, of course, mm-hmm. had a recipe mm-hmm. for the, a pineapple sheet cake which had two cups of flour, two cups of sugar, and um, two eggs, and then a can, you know, and then your leavener, and a can of crushed pineapple. And it is this, like, super delicious cake with kind of pantry-friendly ingredients. And you can top, I remember we've eaten it frosted and not frosted. It's great with a cream cheese frosting. Delicious. But I will also say, and I haven't made it yet, which just haven't gotten a chance, is mom sent me a recipe she got in the 60s or 70s, she said, when she, it's probably from the 60s or 70s, sorry, that she got when she was teaching way back in the day, probably before she had kids. And it's a broiled oatmeal cake. So like you make this delicious white cake on the bottom, and then it's got this broiled crispy frosting on top. So I'm excited to try that. And I'll report back to the group mm, so yeah i mean really it's all about the, the she cakes and i would love to hear any of our listeners have any she cakes that they make that they love that they could share with us maybe in our facebook group mm-hmm. yeah it is kind of a fun 
way to make a dessert that maybe is so many of the things you see lately are just these like huge fancy towering cakes that are Pinterest worthy and mm-hmm. everything else. And I think there's something just very delicious and very charming about a nine by 13 cake or a little sheet cake, little snack, little snack cake, you know, second cup of great coffee. with that. We, that's just what I was going to say, mm. but second cup, the yes, best, the best. So if you have anything for us, shoot it our way. We'd love to hear about it. Okay, Kate, coming up next week, we're going to use up those leftovers. Mm, We sure are. If you have been cooking up a storm, you might have some bits and bobs in your fridge. So let's figure out how to use them. And I found a recipe for a Mr. or Mrs. Crunchy. So stay tuned for that. I will stay tuned for that. (laughs) Sounds interesting. All right. Let's get here, Kate. Uh, that's what's for dinner this week. See you next time on the Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? You can always subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website, dinnersisters.com. We've got show notes and other fun stuff. If you have some dinner ideas, shoot us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com. Last, as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. That's how people get to know us. Thanks and happy eating.